Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us again today. We are going to finish up what I've been talking about. We took a break to talk about Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, and then we had a break for Thanksgiving. But back to what I was talking about for several weeks, several episodes, which was overcoming various kind of fears. And we're going to finish up today with the final one, which is overcoming uh, the fear of pain. Before we jump into that, let me just say a few a few things. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday and enjoyed getting to see your family and, and um, being with uh, friends and all those sort of things that you get to do, having some days off from work. Hope that was great. And now we get ready for the Christmas season and all that that entails. And that is going to be uh, going to be great after last year this year is really going to be special and uh, hope you're making some plans and hope that you'll be able to uh, really enjoy these holidays maybe uh, more than you ever have after having uh, experienced maybe what you did last year so that's going to be a good time a good season here in these next few weeks as we lead up to Christmas just want to say to you that my book that's coming out at the beginning of the new year this is living daily inspiration to live your faith is now available for pre-order on amazon so uh, just type in this is living rick mcdaniel and it'll come up and you can pre-order it if you pre-order it then they're going to ship it as soon as it's available and very early in the new year and sometimes they say that the pre-order folks get books shipped before they even technically become available on the site. So maybe right at the beginning or right before the beginning of the new year, you you would have it. And uh, the idea of this book is that you would read one uh, of the devotions or the meditations or the reflections or the readings, whatever you want to call them, that you'd read one of those each day and there's a hundred in the book you could do it consecutively you could do it monday through friday you know you can do it however you want to do it but the idea is that take about three minutes each day and you will just set your mind in the right place for for the day if you do it at the beginning of the day lots of folks do but you know you could do it on your lunch break you could do it in the evening whatever works for you the thing that makes my book unique is that these aren't sort of like little mini messages or mini sermons like you'll find in in say ones that are for every day of the year because those tend to be rather short about half the about half as long as is the ones that are in my book and so there isn't really a whole lot of time to develop anything uh, too much so you get a little scripture and get a little a little teaching and that's it whereas this book is primarily these amazing stories many of which you probably have never heard before from literally all around the world of places that i've been experiences that i've had and all around america I've been to all 50 states in america 30 33 34 countries uh, around the world and so they're just great stories and then there is just a, a powerful inspiration, 
challenge, insight that you can take with you for the day. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I better stop because I could talk about it way too much. So go order it on Amazon. Pre-order it right now and you'll have that book delivered to you once uh, once things get rolling. Uh, just again, remind you, pray.com. If you want to listen to devotions, uh, they're they're on Monday through Friday at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. You can also do them on demand. Just go to pray.com to the channels tab and scroll down and you'll find uh, daily devotions with Rick McDaniel. And you can you can jump on and you can listen to them uh, as well. So another way for you to be able to do that. So we are going to finish up talking about overcoming various fears. And I, I saved this one for last uh, because, you know, it's a, it's a big one. No one, you know, sort of raises their hand and says, ooh, ooh, pick me. I want to suffer. I want to have pain come into my life. I mean, that's just not what mentally healthy and mentally well people do. It just doesn't work that way. But, but pain is something that uh, is a part of life and can actually benefit us as, as strange as, as that sounds. Rick Warren, pastor out in California, once said, everything important I learned through pain. Everything important I learned through pain. Now, you may say, hey, the guy is this incredible church and wrote a book that's one of the all-time best-selling books, uh, Purpose Driven Life. So um, what's, you know, what's this guy know about pain? But I don't know him as a personal friend, but I've been with him uh, several times, and uh, so I know a little bit more about his life than maybe some do. There was a time when his wife had this sickness, this illness that that literally caused anything to touch her skin to just like uh, just drive her crazy. Like she couldn't she couldn't deal with it. She couldn't stand it. Now imagine your wife, and you can't even touch your wife because she's got this disease that doesn't allow that to happen. I mean, that that's that's pretty serious stuff. And and to have that happen after years of marriage is just uh, brutal. I was with him one time in San Diego when he was, and this was just happening in his life, so he just told a story about how they determined that his house uh, was sinking, the walls were sinking. And after a thorough engineering review, they determined that they would literally have to take three of the four main walls of his home down to to reestablish it, re reformat it so that the foundation was secure. I mean, just imagine like, you know, like, oh, OK, great. We're just going to have three of the four walls of our home come down. And then, you know, probably the worst thing that ever happened to him is that his son, who had struggled with with his mental health for a number of years, ended up taking his own life. So he had to go through that whole thing. So this isn't a guy, this guy's had a lot of incredible experiences and successes for sure. But boy, he's been through some really, really tough, painful experiences. And those are just a few. There's more. Everything important I learned through pain. So there's something to it. Now, in the Bible, we have some really interesting scriptures like in First Peter Four verse 12 and then again verse 16 it says dear friends don't be surprised or shocked that you're going through testing that is like walking through fire wow 
I mean, that's verse 12. Like walking through fire. Verse 12 says, don't be ashamed to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God that you belong to him. I mean, don't, you know, don't be surprised. Don't be shocked because you're going to go through pain in your life. That's basically what the Bible's saying. And the Bible's saying, hey, and if you're a Christian, you're going to go through uh, maybe even more pain, not less, which doesn't seem like, you know, you think, hey, I want to sign up for the Jesus team. I want to be, you know, a life of blessings, uh, not pain. But this is what the Bible teaches us. In Hebrews 12, verses 6 through 8, it says, The Lord corrects the people he loves and disciplines those he calls his own. Be patient when you are being corrected. This is how God treats his children. Don't all parents correct their children? All parents should. God corrects all his children. And if he doesn't correct you, then you really don't belong to him. And these are just some powerful scriptures from the Bible that just really give us a sense of how God views pain and suffering and testing, whatever correction, trials, you know, there's all kinds of words for it, but it all basically means the same thing. The pain and the disappointments of life visit all of us. Pain gets our attention like nothing else does. Let me say that again, because I think it's, it's really worth hearing. Pain gets our attention like nothing else does. It's true. It really, it really does. In fact, I've prayed this prayer many times, and, and it is not contradictory to the things that I'm going to say today. I simply say, God, you don't have to put me on my back in a hospital bed to get my attention. Like, I'm listening right now. Like, this is part of why it's so important to have a daily devotional time like this devotional that, that I that I wrote and that's coming out is you sit down and you spend a little time reading you read Bible and then you have a time of prayer and and this is where you you know tell God what's going on in your life and ask for his help pray for people that you care about and what what they're going through and you know this is where you say God now you know if something that this that I read here today in this devotional or or if there's something else that you want to teach me, show me, I'm listening. I don't have to be knocked over the head. I don't have to be laid out on my back to get the message. I mean, I think that's wise. I think that is a wise way to live your life. And I think it will result in less pain less suffering not none but less in your life if you if you follow that but pain cannot be avoided you can try to structure your life in such a way where you only have good times and only have happy times but you can't avoid pain it comes to everyone just because you become famous a celebrity, a success, whatever you want to call it, doesn't exempt you. Just because you have great wealth and all kinds of resources does not exempt you from it. Just if you want to just go out somewhere in the West or to Iceland or some other uninhabited, generally less inhabited place and think if you just get away from everyone or get away from population centers and stress that that somehow takes pain out of your life no 
doesn't work that way. It just it just doesn't because it can come to us in many and varied ways. And again, it, you know, I, I don't have the time to do it, but I could just take you through all kinds of well-known people and some of the things they've been through. I just told you the Pastor Rick Warren story, but there, you know, you can go through celebrities and movie stars and athletes and super wealthy people and you see the things that they go through and, you know, it just doesn't it just doesn't. I know a guy who kind of did this thing, kind of went out to a dairy farm and just tried to get away from everything. And then sickness came and, and visited him nonetheless. So it's it's impossible. Now, you know, why? Why do we experience pain? And um, I'll give you a few reasons. One is that we just read, you know, the Lord corrects he, those he loves and disciplines those he calls his own. I mean, sometimes it's just God's discipline or correction in our lives. It's a way for God to get our attention and show us that what we're doing is not what we should be doing. The way we're acting is not the way we should be acting. And so we, God just loves us enough to bring some pain into our lives to hopefully get us to change our behavior. Another is um, analogous to it, but somewhat different, the consequences of our behavior. In other words, it isn't even God's discipline. It's just the natural consequences of our behavior. You know, you just, you, you keep overeating and you, you, you become overweight and obese, and then you have physical problems. It's, and then you're like, oh, why is this happening to me? It's, it's happening. You over drink, you over self-medicate, you overindulge in anything and you're going to reap consequences for it. And again, you just over whatever it might be, overdo it, put the fill in the blank of what that might be. And you're going to have consequences that are going to come from that. Now, the other scripture in first Peter, you know, talks about uh, don't be ashamed to suffer for being a Christian. So there is persecution that can come into your life as a follower of Christ. You know, you make certain moral decisions and, and live by values and then people don't like those values and call you intolerant or um, other other words, unaccepting, um, bigoted, whatever that, you know, painful, hurtful things said to somebody that's trying to live a life to love their neighbor and love God, which is a challenge to do both things. So persecution come can come or you just, you know, you refuse to be dishonest or do things in a way that are unethical. And then you get in to problems and issues in the workplace because your company wants you to do these things or, you know, a, a host of, of, of other things that you take a stand for in one way or another, ethically or morally. And then you deal with people's upset from that. And then finally, I say, and I think it's important to say this, is that some things are just unexplainable. There's no way of knowing why. Just no way of understanding why you do the right things you think and then something happens. I mean, people I'll never forget, you know, the, the, the famous runner, Bill Rogers. I mean, just like one of the early famous runners. And then he got he, you know, has a heart attack. It's like the guy literally lives 
doing this thing that's supposed to keep you healthy and give you great heart health. And then, you know, you have a heart attack. It's, it's hard to make sense of that. There's just things that can happen in our lives that are, are just completely unexplainable. There's random crimes are committed. And later they ask the person, you know, why did you go to that person's house? And they're like, nah, I just picked it, you know, like just completely random. No, no reason for it. Didn't know the person. Unexplainable. Can't can't come to any point uh, of really logical uh, understanding about it. So, you know, pain cannot be avoided. Uh, now, pain can can be protested, you know. And listen, there's a difference between asking God for an explanation and blaming God. There is. There's nothing wrong with saying, God, I, I don't understand why. I don't understand why this is happening to me. I don't understand. What, what did I do? I, I don't know what I did. Why, why would this come, come to my life, come into my life? There's nothing wrong with that. If you read in the Bible, the book of Psalms, you'll, you'll hear that. You know, David will be like, hey, why, why are these people after me? Why is everybody trying to kill me? What did I do wrong? And there's things he did wrong in his life. But frankly, those, some of those things are later. Some of these Psalms, he's like, I haven't done anything to deserve this. Why is this happening to me? So how can we respond to pain in our lives? Well, we can, we can respond by resenting it. And so what happens is it just poisons our life. You know, we just, we get poisoned by it. And, and again, the overcoming the fear of pain. I mean, here it is. We just, we just fear so much having something happen to us, some painful experience. We just don't want that. So we just are so fearful that it'll happen to us and then it happens to us. And then we we're just, we just get so resentful because of it and it poisons us. And, and of course that's never going to do you any good. It's not a, it's not going to be a healthy response. Now, another way is to accept the pain, but feel like we're not deserving. So this is kind of the route of, of self pity. You know, we, we accept it, but we're just filled with, all this self-pity, woe is me, why did it have to happen to me? You know, these are the sort of things that, that can happen. And again, this is where people who know this are, this is where the fear of pain comes from because they don't want to be in that place. They don't want to have that experience, but there's nothing that you can do to stop it. So you don't need to fear it in, because the fear isn't going to change anything it could visit you. But if it does, the answer is certainly not self-pity. I, whenever I think about this, I always think about this Richmonder where I've been living the last 28 years of my life in Richmond, Virginia. And one of the more famous Richmonders was Arthur Ashe, the, the famous tennis player who contracted AIDS, not by any behavior, but through a blood transfusion. And he ended up dying and it's just, you know, it's a heartbreaking story. And so uh, obviously people interviewed him and said, you know, do you do you ask God why? And he said, well, if I ask God why about this, then I have to ask God why about all the great things that happened to me in my life. I mean, I grew up nowhere near becoming the first African-American to win Wimbledon, U.S. Open, Davis Cup, 
have all these incredible successes, if I ask God why, then I have to ask God, why did he give me such incredible talent and provide me with such marvelous opportunities that I could have this storybook life? I mean, that is a unbelievably healthy perspective on pain. Another possible response is to self-medicate. Many, many people do it. Alcohol, drugs, prescription drugs, overeating, overspending. I mean, it, the, the list just goes, goes on and on and on and on of the things that we can do to try to self-medicate the pain. Do those things end up helping us, blessing our lives? No, no, they don't. Years of, of pastoring, I mean, the damage that alcohol, drugs, overeating, overspending, the damage that I have walked with people through, sat down in my office and people just, just in misery, facial expressions filled with pain, the pain of the consequences of trying to self-medicate pain. So this is not the answer. When we think about pain and suffering, I think it's important to think of it this way. Pain is immediate. Suffering endures. Pain is inflicted on you. Suffering is something you choose. We're saying again, pain is immediate. Suffering endures. Pain is inflicted on you. Suffering is something you choose. It's really something to ponder and consider avoiding the pain but we don't have to enter into the suffering so how do we how do we do that how do we not enter into the suffering and and here here it is it's the it's letting pain teach us it's letting pain be the teacher pain will teach you things that you can't learn in any other way it can be god's way to teach you something unique to your life so instead of being fearful of pain, this is what we do. We say, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from this? Again, Rick Warren, everything important I learned through pain. Everything important in my life that I've ever learned, I've learned through pain. Not through pleasure, but through pain. The best way out of pain is to go into the pain and allow it to have its work in your life. Robert Frost, famous poet, I've quoted him on this podcast before. Every New England child reads Robert Frost. The only way out is through. The only way out is through. That's what Frost said. And that's what I'm saying, essentially. The best way out is to go into the pain and allow it to have its work in your life. Learn from it. Accept it as an opportunity for a better and fuller life. Now, I just want to pause and say this for those of you maybe listening for the first time or maybe you've listened for a while. And you're like, you know, who are you exactly, Rick McDaniel, to, you know, speak? What's your life experience and all this? So what I want to say to you is I spent a, my entire adult life helping people working with people, ministering to people, walking with people. 
I've done funerals for infants, for suicides, for horrible, terrible accidents and tragedies. There was a point in my life within a four-month period, I did two funerals for a 14-year-old and a 17-year-old. So I've walked with people through a lot of painful, painful things in their lives. So when I speak, please don't think I'm speaking flippantly. That somehow I'm just saying, well, you know, just accept it as an opportunity, like no big deal. I am speaking from a lifetime of experience of walking with people through some of the most painful experiences of their lives. So I don't say this in some flippant way. I say it from years of experience. Rather than running from pain, let it teach you. Let it teach you and, and, and allow it to be something that may reveal to you things that you just weren't able to see. For instance, earlier this year when the NCAA tournament, basketball tournament was, was going on, we got to the Elite Eight, one step before the Final Four, University of Southern California against Gonzaga, Bert Smith is officiating one of the officials for the game. I was watching on television. And all of a sudden, he was unable to run the court, and he started to wobble, and the next thing you know, boom, he fell. I mean, just fell. In fact, I thought he like, like he died right there. Now, Smith is 6'3", 195, which means he's not heavy. He's not overweight at all. He runs four miles every game. He trains year-round on a treadmill or stationary bike. So this isn't a guy out of shape. This is a top-notch official in one of the biggest college games of the year. Spent two hours at the stadium. All his vitals came back normal. They wanted to take him to the Indiana University Health Methodist Hospital. Just make sure he didn't have a concussion. But there was a doctor there, Katie Tremel was her name, and she knew what happened to him, and she wanted to know why. So she put Bert through a battery of tests and they found out what was wrong. He had a blood clot in his lung. Who knows where the blood clot might have gone next? You're familiar with this, right? Embolism, pulmonary embolism. That's a blood clot in the there's aneurysm, right? That's in the brain and embolisms. Those are in the lungs and those two things will kill you and they will kill you instantaneously. I, again, speaking of things I've walked through, someone's wife literally had an aneurysm and died. Just happened just one afternoon. Happened to this guy in my church. And another good friend of mine, basketball coach, had an aneurysm. Fortunately, she was the coach at Duke, uh, one of the coaches at Duke. And Duke Medical Center's right there, and they rushed her over. And that's the only reason she lived. It's because she got immediate medical care. Smith was put on blood thinners, and two days later, the clot was gone. But what if he had, uh, what if this had happened not while he was running on a court where there's medical personnel right there at the arena, but what if he was sleeping or driving? He wouldn't have made it. He would have died. It's just that simple. He's fortunate to have found out before the, the embolism could turn out, the clot could turn into an embolism, and kill him. So sometimes we go through painful experiences. We don't understand why. 
We're miserable. We're unhappy. We can't see how any of it can turn out for good. But God may be sparing us even greater suffering. He may be redirecting us to a better place, a much better place. He may ultimately save us, spare us, so that we can gain a better perspective on life. It's a whole different way to look at pain in our lives. When we go through these experiences, God doesn't abandon us. He's, he's there. Again, he's there with us. He, he can work it out for our good, even if it doesn't look too good right now. Things can turn around. And it's important, I think, to remember, if you're a follower of Christ, that Jesus knew great pain in his life. He experienced unfairness, disappointment, betrayal. And, you know, if you're going to follow Christ, these are the sort of things that happen to followers of the leader. We, we can't dance through life and avoid the things that our leader experienced. That's just not how it works. So we have to understand that this will be a part of our journey as well. So instead of fearing it, again, not that anyone would sign up for it, but instead of having this debilitating fear of it and just worry and stressed out or what, what might happen, rather just when it happens, accept it and learn from it and allow it to have its work in your life so that you can come out on the, the other side of a better person than the person you were before this happened to you. Maybe you're going through something right now and this is exactly what you needed to hear and I hope it helps you. Maybe you just come out of a painful time and now this gives you a perspective that you didn't have or maybe this is just preparation for something that will happen in your future. Whichever is the case, I hope that this can help you and bless you in some way. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.